Hi, I'm Delaney Foley, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner, and here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Delaney and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are butte tough. Today's podcast is presented by Lone Peak Physical Therapy. You have probably heard me mention that I started refereeing basketball games this season, or maybe you saw me moving up and down the court with my cat-like quickness and blazing speed. Well, actually, I kind of run like Dwight Schrute's cousin Moe's, and I am not very fast, but at least I can keep up with the action. Two and a half years ago, I could hardly walk. In addition to a couple of pelvic problems, I have torn labrums in both hips, I was sure I was destined for surgery and maybe a hip replacement or two. Never did I dream that I would be able to run the court with high school players again. Then I started working with Ashley Wold of Lone Peak Physical Therapy. After a couple of sessions working with Ashley, things really started to look up. She set me on the right track to living a pain-free life. Thanks to the exercise program she put me on, I'm able to run up and down the court to officiate games. More importantly, I'm able to walk my dogs without a limp or a cane. That's what Lone Peak can do for you. Are you living in pain? Are you avoiding the doctor because you know a visit is going to lead to surgery? Do you want to feel like an athlete again, or do you just want to walk your dog without hurting? Well, Lone Peak Physical Therapy can help. You don't need a doctor's referral, and Lone Peak can get you in for an appointment in a hurry. Go to LonePeakPT.com or call 406-494-7050 today, and you can start feeling better as early as tomorrow. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Montana Tech's men's basketball team will host the first two rounds of the NAIA National Tournament Tuesday and Wednesday at the Hyper Complex. Eastern Oregon will be in town to take on Thomas Moore of Kentucky at 5 p.m. Tuesday. The Ordiggers will play Westmont at 7. The winners of Tuesday's games will play at 7 p.m. Wednesday with a trip to Kansas City and the Sweet 16 hanging in the balance. The home games, hopefully plural, will be the biggest for the Ordiggers since Flying Brian Vaughns and Kelvin Sampson ruled the Hyper Complex nearly 40 years ago. With that in mind, I thought it would be fun to catch up with an Ordigger great from a half a century ago. You will not see his name in the incomplete school records, but Ted Ackerman scored 1,681 points for the Ordiggers from 1971 through 1974. That was a record at the time, according to the information left behind by Pat Carney. If you insert Ackerman's total into the list of 1,000-point scores the Ordiggers have on their website now, he would be ranked number four, just behind Jeff Belich. You might have heard that name. Jeff's son, Caleb, was recently named the Frontier Conference MVP while leading the Ordiggers to their second straight league title. In 1972, Ackerman and the Ordiggers averaged just under 92 points per game, and that was without the use of a shot clock or a three-point line. 
1973, Ackerman led the nation with a 91.7 free throw percentage as the Ordiggers went 20-8 for the school's first 20-win season. Tech actually won 24 games that year, but four wins against Canadian schools did not count in conference standings. We'll count them anyway. Ackerman went on to coach at Butte High, and from 1982 through 1989, his varsity girls team posted a record of 96-80. He coached some All-Americans and some Butte Sports Hall of Famers. Ted, a 2001 inductee into Montana Tech's Athletic Hall of Fame, grew up in Belt before going to Great Falls Russell, where he won eight varsity letters in football, basketball, and track. We still kind of like him anyway. Ted's daughter, Crystal, was inducted into the Butte Sports Hall of Fame in 2019. Listen to this podcast as Ted talks about his daughter's induction. Listen as he talks about coaching the Bulldogs. Listen as he talks about his playing days at CMR and at Montana Tech. Ted will be at the Hyper this week to watch the Ordiggers. You should, too. I love that the suggestions for guests for the Buttecast keep pouring in. I honestly will try to get to all of them, but it's going to take some time. I also appreciate you telling your friends about the Buttecast and how they can listen on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. You can also listen at ButteCast.com, where you can find my columns and other stories. As always, please keep supporting our sponsors. They are the ones keeping the fun conversations coming. Tell them you heard them on the ButteCast. Now, let's catch up with an Ordigger great, Ted Ackerman. Well, Ted, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I, I, I love talking basketball with you. Cause I, I remember a few years ago we were sitting in the end zone seats at the Civic Center and a Butte High girl gets a rebound. It was a great offensive rebound. And she turned around and passed it back out, and I thought you were going to pass out because <laughs> she didn't go up for a shot. Well, I guess that's my basketball mentality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, uh, well, yeah, it's, of course, the game's been your life for, for so long. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Uh, you mentioned earlier I grew up in Belt. Yeah, my dad moved me into Great Falls when I was a freshman, and my all I ran into in my freshman year were guys from Butte, Montana, that were coaching. I, uh, <laughs> Dave Dickinson's dad was my fo- first football and track coach. Bill Salonen was oh, a great yeah. uh, Hall of Famer. Uh, was my basketball coach there. And then I go to CMR. My first football coach is Sonny Holland. So. <laughs> Dickinson, Dickinson's dad was a Butte guy? He, yeah, he was from Butte. Yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't know that. I know. We have Butte people all over the state yeah. of Montana. So we can take credit for the 95 championship team in more because I always take credit for because uh, Toon and Riley combined for that safety oh, in right. the 22-20 win in 95 against Marshall. Yeah, yeah. But we could take credit for Dickinson, too. Dickinson, yeah. His, his, <laughs> Butte dad, his dad, his aunt was a teacher at Butte High. She really? Was, or at, in the Butte School District, yeah. Yeah. And you were, in, you had eight letters at Great Falls, Russell? I did. What were they, what'd you do? What, what sports were they? Basketball, football, track, but how many in each? Three years in basketball, three in track, two in football. And it's kind of interesting. Sonny Holland was the football coach, and the yeah. rule was you had to have 10 letters. Yeah. And I started the last two games of the year on the varsity, but since I only got eight quarters in, oh. or I should say you need to have 10 quarters yeah. to letter. I never lettered. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty impressive, though. That well, eight letters. That there were, uh, you know, in basketball when I played, a lot of people remember that. That was the big thirty-two back then. Yeah, I would kill for that to be. Back. Oh, and you know the small schools did really well in that, but they had to play up with the big schools. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. There were a lot of 
big schools back yeah. then. They really were. How did your teams do it? Well, I think we should have probably won it when I was a junior, but that's when, uh, you know, you get into the divisional tournament and uh, two te- there were three teams we had never seen all year long. One of them was Laurel, and Laurel was undefeated, and we were 17-3, and three and, and uh, Laurel beat us by two in the championship game. And then at state, we got beat by Brent Wilson and Callis Bell. Yeah. So we ended up getting fourth my junior year and third my senior year. Yeah. We had, we had good runs both years. Yeah, that I, I really wish they had that big 32 because that would be, of course, the class AA teams would never go for it these days. Well, no, but they, you know, when I, when I was a sophomore, Wolf Point won it. And then when I was a junior, Laurel won it. Then my senior year, the bigger school started to dominate. Cal yeah. Spell took over and then Helena Hyde. Yeah. But, God, they were loaded teams. I mean, holy Toledo. Yeah. And the AA would probably win it more often than not. But there's times like R. Lee a couple years ago would have been fun to see. He playing against those bigger schools. Yeah. Well, this the 32, yeah, those, uh, you wouldn't have seen an R. Lee in it back then. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're not got to be big enough to be big. Speaking yeah. about R. Lee, you know, that young man's – playing Monday night or Tuesday night in Butte. Oh yeah. Play for Eastern Oregon. So that's I'm excited to see that. Yeah, and uh yes yeah, and that's what you, you call me I talked to you on the phone yesterday yep. and you're you're through the roof about watching this Frontier Conference basketball right now. Well yeah it's fun. You know, I, yeah. I you know I played on the first really good team. That was the seventy three team that had yeah. a twenty win season. And then the 72 team was the high-scoring team. But, you know, what was fun back in the early 70s when I played is our home floor was the Civic Center. And we got to play a lot of double oh, hitters with Butte High School and Butte Central. Really? Oh, I thought you would so have played we up had, at the other gym. Oh, no, we had a big following in Butte. It was kind of fun. Like, I kind of wish Tech would do that in the preseason, maybe have a little yeah. double hitter with the local schools because it gets, uh, you know, these other kids uh, – recognize who they are and boy they're good <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to see how big this uh the following we get for these games tuesday and wednesday that nei tournaments first two rounds because uh you know that gym was there was nowhere to sit when carol came to town for the tech's last home game oh, so there it might be it might be it, we might see the days like when uh when we watched flying brian vaughn's and people were sitting on the floor i, I was just gonna say when kelvin was coaching yeah. yeah and then dessing had some great teams too but you're right i I hope it's packed. It should yeah. be. I mean, it's, they're fun to watch. They are a good basketball team. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking through their records, and as they have the 1,000-point club, and your name's not on that club, but according to Pat Carney's stats here, you scored 1,681 points for the Ordiggers between 71 and 74. Well, I played uh, for Bob Stevens, so my first two years – uh, he was strictly an offensive coach. So my yeah. first two years, I had 1,100 points. Yeah. And then it changed after that. Uh, well, I the, became the more of the point guard, even though I'm 6'3". So yeah. I ended up with, yeah, about 1,700 points or so. Yeah. yeah. And and they don't have that registered on, oh, their, really? on their, their stats. Well, I think they, they've been talking about doing it. I talked to Dessing. He wanted uh, – Dessing asked if I would do it, if I would just go through the newspapers and find out, like, you know how long that would take? to go oh, through and do yeah. that but they need that's something they need to do because you know it's well, pat Car- pat carney apparently d- d- did it you know he he's well, yeah. you know he, he knows what your stats were yeah pat, pat did a good job were. there weren't many guys uh until kelvin would arrive that would play for three or four years and score a lot of points so yeah. i just happened to play in that crazy era where uh you know stevens was the coach where 
he he always called you son. He he always said to me, he said if you're if you're hot, you keep shooting. Yeah. If you're not hot, you just keep shooting till you get hot. <laughs> we were a guard orientated team. I mean, yeah. we had two guys average over twenty two a game. So yeah. it was I, it was a lot of fun. I used to do that in KC League. I'd shoot until I got <laughs> hot, but I never got hot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, so what was your what was your shot? Where did you where did you like shoot? We from? were uh, perimeter all the way. Uh, yeah. I could score. I was big guard, so I could go inside a lot. But I I did a lot of outside yeah. shooting. And you did all these points without a three point line. Yeah, we didn't have a three point shot. I I know the seventy two team averaged just under ninety two points a game, and I I scratched my head. I don't know. Maybe there wasn't any defense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they uh, and you guys won twenty games the next year, but really you won more than that because you you beat like four or five Canadian teams. Yeah, right? we are we were twenty four and eight overall. Yeah, uh, officially in the NIA we were twenty and eight, but you know I I had an old stat I had dug up for you. Our our team was second in the nation in free throw shooting, yeah. and it's kind of funny that was the year that. I ended up yeah. winning the Nash, the NIA yeah. national free throw. Ninety-one point seven percent. I was ninety-one point seven and just over ninety-six percent in the league. It's kind of really? it's kind of funny. I I shouldn't have had a chance to win it because the kid winning it missed three free throws in yeah. the last week of the season and he dropped the third, and I actually missed a free throw. Uh, I was fifty-two for fifty-three in league play, and I, my last free throw of the year up at Northern. I I don't want to date myself, but Northern had the old wooden backboards. This is nineteen seventy-three, <laughs> yeah. and my ball sits on top of the rim and it balances be next to the backboard yeah. so it just sits up there i've only seen that happen twice in all the basketball there. i watched so that counted as a miss so yeah i thought oh boy i caught i cost myself yeah. now what did you, what was your key to shooting you didn't do the rick berry uh no underhand there <laughs> no. did you granny style no no i just uh i just shot a lot we shoot 500 free throws every day in the summer yeah. you know i know i shot uh I think my sophomore year, I probably shot around seven, or freshman year, I shot around 70%, but I, I shot uh, over 300 free throws that year, so I missed a lot of free throws, so yeah. I thought I'd better start working on it, and I shot 82% my sophomore year, then I had the, the good year, my junior year, then I sloughed off to 89% my yeah. senior year. <laughs> 89 I, Coach would kill for 89% <laughs> yeah, on any of his players these days. I know. It. Larry Bird never even shot 89%. Well, on yeah, Larry throws. Bird was good. <laughs> yeah. now, what was, do you remember how you shot him, how many dribbles you did and all that? Oh, yeah, I had routine. Yeah, yeah. I would take just a dribble or two, then I used to just lock in on the rim and shuffle my feet a little bit. I always yeah. made sure I was two or three inches behind the line and then go ahead and fire. But just like you mentioned, it was good. You had to have a routine, I yeah, think. Yeah. Well, these kids, I don't know if they have a routine. You know, yeah. You've got to get yourself a routine where you're comfortable and you know, you don't even think yeah. about it, and then you just concentrate on shooting the ball. Yeah, it's like on the on the golf course when you're putting. You oh, got to do the same thing every time, right? Every, same amount of putting, yeah, practice, and everything. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, because that that log sheet. And I, I remember learning that from watching the Michael Jordan "Come Fly with Me" video they got from subscribing for Sports Illustrated in the '80s. Yeah. That's what he talked about: free throws, same thing oh. every single time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Everybody has a little different mm. routine, but just 
work on it. Yeah. I hate, it drives me crazy when I see these kids miss free throws in clutch situations. Yeah. <laughs> was it tougher for you in bigger situations, or you just just because you did the same thing? It no, was it, I didn't. I didn't, didn't phase you. Didn't notice. I could tell you what I remember playing in Rocky. I hated playing at Rocky because the rims, everything was just so tight there. It seemed like you just hit that rim, and it seemed like that ball would explode off. Yeah, there. no so, give on it. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know where all the how, how the rims were around the league. Butte Civic Center was nice and soft. I like that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I always hated shooting in the Civic Center in practice is about the only time I ever got to shoot in the Civic Center because it just seemed like that. There's no depth perception because there's oh. nothing behind it there, yeah. which is, I guess, once you get to be play big boy basketball, though, that's how it is everywhere. Yeah, it is. You don't. Yeah. Have, of course, and I played at CMR, which is the biggest gym in the state at that time. Yeah, always know. the field house was. Yeah, yeah, CMR, yeah. So I, I guess you never pay attention. Yeah, and that, that's a nice gym still. Oh, it's a nice gym, but I still love the Butte Civic Center. <laughs> is that your favorite place? <laughs> that would be my favorite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, that, that's always been my favorite place, of course. It was the Madison Square Garden when I was when I was a kid going there. It was a big deal. Well, it was. It, it's a it's a great facility and it's great to watch games there too. I'm I'm excited about this uh, coming weekend with the state AA. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Hopefully, if, if High we, gets if a we can, yeah, hopefully we can make it. Yeah, they they tough couple tough losses yesterday but yeah especially but, for the girls yeah that yeah. was really tough to yeah to see did you watch those or did you listen no i didn't i just listened to them both yeah, yeah. The, geez, the girls had that seven point lead and just yeah they and they couldn't buy couldn't a have it yeah it sounded like Cal, or was it cal spell i think they played yeah uh, flathead yeah they must have a really good player though yeah she they kind of took control there in the clutch yeah and you wonder if that was one of those things where the 35 second shot clock change things they may have been at that seven point lead they might have been able to stall a little bit yeah, more like in well, last year yeah good point good point yeah you know i never coached with that shot caught either you no. know matter of fact i think the three-point shot boy i think that came into play maybe in the about 84 or so 85. i think it was i think it was 87 86 87 season oh, was it that late i think i think so i wouldn't wouldn't hold a gun to my head over that though but uh yeah, yeah you never coached you coached uh well, you coached with it a little bit, didn't you? Because you coached the girls from like '82 through '89. Yeah, I coached the girls during the all 80s, in the yeah. fall back when they played in the fall. That season. was in the fall, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm going to tell you what the girls. I like that because they had a great following in the fall. I, I mean, I can remember playing uh, Missoula Sentinel Deedon in the field house. I think we had f almost four thousand people at that championship game in the divisionals. Yeah, but on, not only that, but you also got the good officials too you yeah. know now you know the, the officials can only work so many games and it seems like they might prefer to work the men's games a lot so the girls kind of get the short end of it sometimes so I, I like the fall the girls like i said they had a great following and it i don't know i guess i'm not smart enough though. yeah were, were your teams good free throw shooters uh, we, we we worked at it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you coached some. I mean, that was an area. You coached some great players. Oh, yeah. Because you were assistant coach for a few years, too. I right? was assistant for two years. And then I was also assistant in the boys for three or four years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had that. My first year was that 82 season, the fall of 82, and Deanna Dugdale was an All-American. She was a tremendous player. Yeah. Uh, and she and was then, winning the Butte Sports Hall of Fame this last summer. I think she did, yeah. yeah. And she, I know she only did the ones just basketball, but, oh, my goodness, she was a fantastic player. I remember we got fourth in the divisional tournament. We weren't supposed to make state. 
And she was the MVP because I think she was like 32 for 33 at the free throw line. She really? set the scoring records and everything. I mean, she was unbelievable. Yeah. But then uh, I think the 87, fall of 87, Anna Weary was a senior. That, yeah. was, a, that was a good team. You know, that's, a, that's a team <laughs> I felt bad for because, I, you know, we lost our starting center, Janine Rashley, and then Beth Lynch was our uh, – point guard you might say because Anna Worry was the best guard in the state best player in the yeah, state but, went on the MSU but she I didn't want her handling the ball so Beth Lynch could get her the ball to half court and then school was out but yeah. we lost Beth Lynch with that knee late in the year and then in the first game of the divisional tournament Anna Weary goes down and the sad thing was we had to play Big Sky I remember in the divisional semis they have the Pilcher Lake and the uh, Olsen girl that all played for the Lady Grizz they're all juniors yeah they beat us by one without those both starting guards and my starting center, and uh, they go on to win the state tournament. Gee. So I, that was the team that probably could have won the state. Yeah. Well, the 87 team it led to one of the best school days of my life because I was going to Butte Central Junior High at the time, and I had Tom Pomeroy and Barry Brophy, right. and they were both – they were strict <coughs> teachers, you know, because they were Sister mm -hmm. Roberta there, you know. So the, the class was, was not fun, usually. Yeah. So we go to the day uh, – Anna Weary missed the game, I think – well, she you're talking a, about the Central game. Yeah. Yes, I'll tell you what happened. That was on a Tuesday. And yeah. Monday night, we were just having a walkthrough in the Civic Center. And and uh, kind of a strange thing. She gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, hurt hurt the knee because she had a knee problem. So we, it happened right at the end of a little walk, of our walkthrough. So she couldn't play on Tuesday. So I had to bring a sophomore up to run point guard for us yeah. and, and i didn't even have time to practice her and central yeah. had a they had a good scrappy team and i think they ended up beating us by one or two points yeah but, it was like 55 53 or yeah, something, like that. something but i mean then weary was able to come back the next week and then yeah. you know we, we had a pretty good run there yeah well that's what because uh, that next day at school their newspaper was on every one of our desks and uh, people, everything you say to Palmer, I say, Mr. Palmer, I didn't do my homework, which normally would have got you detention and sitting yeah. on the wall. He said, it doesn't matter. We beat the dogs. That's, all, that's the only thing you would say the whole day is it doesn't matter. We beat the dogs. And then I remember, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch that game, you know, in seventh grade. We didn't go to the girls' games as much, which yeah. we should have. I really wish I would have. But uh, reading up on it later on, I see Weary missed that game. And I think, boy, yeah. that, boy that probably played a, a little bit of a oh, factor. Yeah. No. I mean, she yeah. was a phenomenal player. I mean, yeah. You know, I was... I thought the Grizzlies might try to recruit her, but they never wanted to recruit her, but the Bobcats wanted her, so she goes to Montana State, and once you know it, they beat the Bobcats in both the regular season and in the tournament. They beat the Grizzlies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the, the Grizzlies, yeah. I mean. They, uh, yeah, she was so good. And, of course, and she's in the Hall of Fame, and, of course, Doug Dale's in the Hall of Fame. Debbie Silk just went in the Hall of Fame. Yep. You coached her. You coached Silk. No, I never coached oh, Silk. I was an assistant when Silk played. Okay, but yeah. you, were, you were with her a little yeah. bit, though, yeah. 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 So you coached some pretty good women's players over the years oh yeah Deanne Johnson got uh, DJ, play, Hall DJ of Famer. played for us and then uh, uh Joellen Roesti was a really good player right. too uh she would have been on that I think the 88 team is that is she Ronnie's sister that's no uh that's not a different that Ron no Ron would be a cousin okay yeah. her dad was Chad uh Chad was a brother okay um uh, Chum, Chum Roeski. Okay, oh, it's Chum, Chummers. Okay, yeah, that was the dad. That yeah. makes a little more sense, yeah, because yeah. Chad, yeah. Chad was uh, played basketball when I was in school. We yeah, there were just. Uh, I try to think. There's so many of them. There, you know, the Shelly Lemire was a really good, was a good player. Yeah, and, and the Van Swearingen girls. Matter of fact, you talk about 
the Lepke boy, who's a freshman. Oh yeah, his uh, grandmother was uh, a really good player for me my first year. Robin Van Swearingen. Really? Okay. I, every, everyone gives credit to Mickey Tuttle being the grandpa. Well, I'll tell you what happened was <laughs> <laughs> wrap that Tuttle, but. Uh, she got pregnant, never played her senior year. Yeah. And, uh, and Mickey was the dad. And then they have the, I'm trying to think of her daughter who played it. Uh, Kristen. Was it, yeah, it was Kristen. She was a Kristen animal. Tell. She was a great player. She played at uh, Miles City JC, I think. And then. Uh, then Western, yes. Yeah, then Western. But then this is her son, I believe. Yeah. Or, isn't that what it is? Yeah, it's Kristen. I mean, she married the Lepke. And then this is her son, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. she married Lepke. They, they're. they're She's married to another man now, but uh, yeah, but, but yeah, the Hudson's. But they, it, there's a little dominoes going on. Yeah, here. <laughs> well, and and the, yeah, everyone give everyone always wants to give credit to the grandpa or the dad, <laughs> well, not to mom. I'm telling you, I watched Kristen play, yeah. and she's one of the toughest players I've ever seen in well, my life. Let me tell you, her mom was about five ten. She was a tough inside so player. That's, that's where she. Good player, Robin was. So yeah. Hudson gets the. He gets the toughness from the Van Swearen's yeah. inside and then the moxie from Mickey. Well, then they had <laughs> Robin had a sister that played for us, started for us uh, a year, two years later. Yeah. Jennifer, she was smaller though, but she played guard. Yeah. They were all feisty players, let me tell you. Yeah. Did, did you like coaching the girls' teams? Oh, yeah. I had a good time. They, were, they, they played hard. Yeah. You know, the girls really played hard. Yeah. We had, uh, we had some good runs. Congratulations to this week's Lescovar Honda Athletes of the Week. Butte High basketball players Britton Stewart and Jay Stenson. The honors come after the two Bulldogs put up big performances during the Western AA Divisional Tournament in Kalispell. Stewart, a 5'8 sophomore, takes home the girls' honor after she set Butte High's girls' postseason record with 36 points in a 67-59 overtime win over Helena Capital. She also pulled down 10 rebounds in the victory that kept the Bulldogs' season alive one more day. With her huge performance, Stewart passed Butte Sports Hall of Famer Deanna Dugdale for number one on Butte High's girls' postseason scoring list. Dugdale scored 35 points in a 1982 Class AA state tournament game against Columbia Falls. Only Lexi Nelson, who tossed in 39 points in a home win over Billings Skyview in 2010, has scored more points in one game for the Bulldog girls. Stenson, a 6'2 senior who will play football at Montana Tech, takes home the boys' honor. That comes after Stenson scored 66 points in four games to help lead the Bulldog boys to third place in the Western AA. After scoring a game-high 24 points in Butte High's 89-65 loser-out win over Kalispell Flathead on Friday, Stenson scored 33 points in two games on Saturday. He scored 16 points as Butte High clinched a berth in the Class AA state tournament with a 79-64 win over Helena High. Then he poured in 17 points in a 73-45 route of Missoula Big Sky in the third-place game. Congratulations, Britton and Jace, and thank you, Lescovar Honda, for recognizing the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here at Lescovar Honda with some fantastic news. With 2023 off and running, we are looking forward to serving you and making a positive impact in our community. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, stop on by and see us at Lescovar Honda. Proud sponsor of the Montana High School Association and home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. You mentioned something about this young eighth-grade girl, the Graham girl that's playing yeah. now. But, boy, in, in all the years that I had, I coached head coach eight years, but I only brought two freshmen ever up to our junior varsity team, and they started on my JV team because I thought they had a chance to help us on the varsity. But yeah. I couldn't imagine an eighth grader. Yeah, yeah, that's it's hard to even fathom that an eighth grader. 
can play yeah. like that. But it could happen in girls, though. With boys, I don't think it would be hard to see it in boys. And that's another one where the credit goes to the mom. Because she played down at Western. She was in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, I heard that. Yeah, I can't, uh, trying to think of what her last name Schmitz. Or Schultz, it was Schultz, maybe. From, I had it in my column this week. I mentioned I'll it. I'll have to look. Where was she from, though? Was she a Great Falls girl or no? You know, I'm not even sure. <clears throat> okay, I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm not sure where she's from. But I know Jeff Jeff told me that they did. the family did not want to move here. Because, or the, the girls did not want to move here because they... They were set. They had friends. She's ready oh, to sure. start eighth grade at, in Belt, I, yeah. you know, and her dad's a coach at Belt, and he was uh, highly yep. successful at Belt. Yep. And, uh, you know, she was looking forward to that. So you, hopefully she, she realized it was a good move now that she's, she's arguably oh. the best player on a, on a Class AA team. You know, she's one of the best players on yeah. a Class AA team, which is amazing to think about as a freshman uh, or as an eighth grader. I, I, think, I mean, it could happen in girls. They mature yeah. a little earlier, but she's not very big She's either. tiny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's just is a great little shooter. Yeah. <laughs> telling and, you. And, they're, and I'm not sure which ones, but I know uh, at least I think two of their kids, because they got four kids, and two of them went to the National Hoop Shoot last year in Chicago. Uh-huh. You know, so they're they're shooting free throws. Oh so yeah, she's not going to be missing those clutch free throws that drive you nuts. Well, you know, you mentioned it's kind of funny you mentioned that because the one little young lady at Butte High I never got to coach that's in the Hall of Fame was my own daughter, Crystal. Yeah. Crystal was a national hoop shoot champion. She went, I think she got second in the regionals or yeah. something. Yeah, she right. she won the Montana. Oh yeah, and, she and won then. the Montana, and, and I and I tell you what, yes, me if that little pressure when you're sitting in a gym packed gym like. Those kids are down there, and everybody's watching. You yeah. got to shoot. I think they shot 15 free throws first, you know, and then they, and they come back with no practice and have to shoot the final 10, something like yeah. that. I'm, that's pressure. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone's quiet. And, oh, yeah, you know, it's you're horrible. Probably, you're probably better off people yelling at oh, you. Yeah, I tell you, that was pressure. I always thought that was amazing. So yeah, and Crystal did. She was cool as they came, she, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Didn't worry about it. Was it was it hard not coaching her when you watched her play? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know it. It was. She yeah. uh, she was a real good player. All that whole crew, her class was pretty good. They yeah. really were. Yeah. But they just had a tough go. So. Yeah, and uh, she was. What was her strength of her game in basketball? Oh, she inside. She yeah. she was. Uh, she grew so much in eighth grade. You know, she used to play the point guard spot in uh seventh grade all of a sudden boom she started growing she grew up she ended up almost six foot tall and you yeah. know she, so she ended up becoming a real force inside she did a really good job yeah. plus she had that touch from 15 feet on in so that was a real plus too when you get a post player that has skills to be a point guard you know oh, yeah. you got something special going on oh yeah absolutely and then of course she was a great golfer she was a good golfer. She's got a clone right now, a little daughter of hers. Little <laughs> Same thing, yeah. Yeah. She we gotta get her playing golf. <laughs> yeah. That's the sport. <laughs> yeah, and of course as I knew Crystal when I transferred over from BC oh, my yeah. junior year to, to Butte High. She was a year behind me. She was uh Oh okay. I think a year behind me. She She graduated in ninety five. So she was two years behind me. Yeah. Okay. So she was so she was on the golf team as varsity as a freshman. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I got to, I got to know her well then. And yeah. Of course, we had we had so much fun. It it should have been illegal how much fun we had on those golf trips with Yo and Skippy Crippen was on our team. Oh, you know, yeah, I remember. All Sk- those Skippy kids. made sure we ha- we always had fun. When when Skippy's around, you're having fun. Yeah, no, his his dad was a great guy. Yeah, <laughs> but and Skippy's a clone of his dad. I think. Oh yeah, 
You know, that's uh, that golf. That's a great sport. You meet a lot of really, you know, different kids out yeah. there, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. And do you get to play much still? No. You know, I, I played hard out there for 30 years. Uh, then I had back surgery. But now I've got Hattie coming up. I've got twin grandsons in Missoula, although they're graduating now. But I finally yeah. got them into golf. So I'm going to start playing a little bit more now. Yeah. Plus, I'm retired. I'm going to start slowing down. Yeah. And you don't do the stats anymore. Of course, Derek does them now. Derek does the stats. I'll be helping at the AA tournament. I don't know what I'll be doing, but I still enjoy it. Oh, do you help? Yeah, he does the stats. It's too... They made it too fancy now. Yeah. Well, we, we used to joke, uh, me and Bruce would, would joke that the stats, when you kept stats, we used to say you had, it had to be behind the back pass to get a, get an assist from Ackerman when yeah. he was keeping the stats. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, that was your thing, too. You, you set the school record at Tech. You had 343 assists. Well, yeah, that happened. That happened my junior year when they asked me. Yeah, we got a new coach. Terry Battenberg came in and. The whole philosophy changed. It was yeah. more defense and a lot more control. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, I mean, when you when you average 92 points a game, there's not a whole lot of control going yeah. on. It's up and down. So, But that was a tough t- – we had a couple uh, – we had a 6'8 kid in the middle and a couple 6'4 kids at forward. So, you know, we yeah. had, it was a good team. Uh, you know, I when I look back at Kelvin, a couple of Kelvin's teams with Vaughn's and some of Dessing's teams, and now these uh, last two years, we might have been in the top ten, uh, ten the ten best teams. You know, yeah. that, was, that was a great team back. You got to remember though, uh, when you go back, we beat Carroll in seventy in the seventy one two season. That was the first conference win a Tech team had in fifteen years. So no kidding, I mean, there was. Basketball was not a big yeah. thing. They had a big losing streak in football right before oh, that too, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they did. And then at that time, when I went to Tech, that's when uh, Bob Riley came in and, and took over. But they Tech was loaded. They had the heater. Yeah, he brought it. I remember he brought those five Texans in: Chris Showers and and uh, that Steve Scott, a bunch of. Yeah, he brought those kids in and Jim Persons, the big offensive tackle oh, from California. Yeah, his uh, and they all started. His and, son ended up starting in the Super Bowl for yeah, the 49ers, how about that? Mike. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, and uh, so that was uh, those are great football teams. So you know, those two years that Riley was here, they were phenomenal. Do you remember? Uh, the next year, he brought in a, a receiver, a six-four receiver named Buford Waterhouse. I heard that name. I never. <laughs> he was phenomenal. Yeah, just phenomenal. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Those were fun days. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there when they had the Copper Bowl. Oh yeah. You know, because I think I don't know how many people. You know, few maybe three thousand, four thousand people could fit in Alumni Coliseum. There's yeah. probably seventy thousand people claimed to have been there. Oh, I know. It was packed. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, it was packed. That's when they. I. I know because I was on the chains that day. Oh, did you? Oh, you were in the chain gang? <laughs> and then Lyle Elzado played, and Yankton had the two uh, running backs that both played in the NFL for a little bit. But yeah. Boy Tech just put the hurt to them. They did a good job. They beat them. Huh? I'll turn that one. Yeah, go ahead and grab Slide her down to you. At, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have been at that game. There's that game in the Cecil Fielder home run that – you know, thousands of people claim to have been at when they, oh. they're, they're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. to be there, right. isn't, it would have been something Yeah, you're else. right. You know, I, yeah, that's uh, the Copper King. Was that, like, would they go by the Copper Kings, the baseball yeah, team? Yeah, Copper Kings. Yeah. yeah, they played it up to Tech, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. geez, they had some good players. I, for, I don't remember the year. When was the years on that? 
They their last year was seventy or their last year was two thousand. Their first year I think was seventy six or seventy seven. With all the good players, it was in their seventies, I think. Yeah, they well, Cecil Fielder was there in eighty two. Oh, he was eighty two. Julio Franco was seventy eight, maybe seventy seven. They had a lot of good players. They were fun to watch. I remember that. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce is probably screaming at his. uh, at his phone right now if he's listening to this podcast bruce sailor because he, he, he can tell exactly every year of every one of those guys yeah but no. they were fun to watch you know what you know what you're ta- you mentioned bruce but was was hudson Wilsey the the montana standard guy when i played or was bruce there then too uh, bruce came uh bruce came in about 78 77 yeah, i think bruce went. i think hudson, and hudson was been. hudson was a sports editor hud he was the he was a great one yeah he hud was Wilson. he was a great guy and then yeah. uh and then bruce would have covered you when you coached and yeah and jim edgar oh yeah jim edgar yeah those yep. are, those, i forgot about jim those yeah. that's the three i knew those those three names were it was like you know grantland rice oh. <laughs> and frank deford when i was a kid those those three writers that i got up every morning and i read bruce hud and and, and jim jeez you know, I'm thinking of them. Then I think of the uh, some of the old boy uh, officials when I played. Uh, yeah, I think of Jim Stevens. Oh know, yeah, he officiated. Of course, Bob Rowlings. I'm sure ref some of our. He'd ref forever. Yeah, he had to be refing when I played. And Don Peoples, yeah. and, and of course, uh, oh, uh, with his white gloves in football. Oh, Kello. Yeah, I had, I had Jim Rowling, Kello. I had Bob Rowling on the podcast. On. Uh, Wednesday, uh-huh. and then he, he brought that up how he always wore those white gloves oh, yeah. so he could spot yeah. that hand going. Kello ref the uh, football too, yeah, <laughs> or basketball. Yeah. And did Froggy Hall ever referee you? You remember Froggy? Yeah, I knew Froggy, but I don't recall Froggy. But I, I but he was I know a football uh, ref for sure. Anyway, I know I I did play, uh, and I think Kello ref the game in the Ranchy Stadium. You know, no, my, yeah. my in the fall of '69. Again, and Butte High had a good team that year, but. Uh, yeah, I just remember Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grande's, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandes can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grandes Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grandes Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Dig City Supply has everything you need to cheer on your Montana Tech or diggers with the largest selection of locally designed and produced fully licensed apparel and gifts. Bulldog and Maroon fans can shop their huge selection of fan gear for your teams and schools as well as a wide selection of Butte themed items. Modern, classic, wear your pride from Dig City Supply, a division of 5518 Designs located across from the parking garage at 43 West Park Street in Uptown Butte or online at digcitysupply.com. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. 
Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh-brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs in Anaconda. I know what you're all thinking. Foley, you twit. Why are you letting this Anaconda hack get connected with the Buttecast? Well, folks, money talks. Anode Designs is a printing and direct-to-garment shop in Anaconda. But that's not all we do. We actually specialize in embroidery and graphic design. We also dabble in sign creation and vinyl banners, also decals for your motor vehicles. Now, there are so many great options for screen printers out there. Take 5518, for example. You all know the work John and company do in Butte. And like me, they support local guys like this who started a podcast. Really original. But if your current printer is too busy to get your job done in a timely fashion, why not give us a try? For a limited time only, all new businesses who place an order with Anode Designs will get their screen, embroidery, and graphic design origination fees waived. Just call 406-563-0121 or email anodedesignsllc at gmail.com and use the code FOLEYWHO during the consultation. Anode Designs is a proud supporter of the Buttecast and is pushing hard to get more Anaconda talent on the show. Don't just take it from me. Listen to the buttery smooth voice of a Butte legend tell you. There's two things we like about Butte. It's 24 miles away and Tom O'Neill. Welcome to Copperhead Country. Did you think did you think you'd end up living in Butte for so long after you when you came here and played in Narantia as a, on the in no, the wrong side? Never, no, I never dreamed I would, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's kind of funny. I graduated. I think we graduated on the 28th of May. My birthday was on the 30th of May. Then two days after that, Tom Lester recruited me. Great oh, guy. I'd love Fantastic Tom Lester, yeah. guy from Montana Tech. I came to Butte uh, on June 1st, <clears throat> and they had a job for me on the leech dumps. Yeah. And I stayed in the Sigma Row House, which is the Hennessy Mansion. Okay. You know what I'm talking about on Park Cell? Uh-huh. And I can tell you right now, it cost me a buck a day. That got me a sit-down dinner and a sack lunch. Uh, and I had a bunch of guys that I knew from Butte. Uh, I think uh, Rhea Pell and Dave Manovich, uh, Joey Antonetti from Butte Central. Oh, he a lot was of the Central guys scored a lot of points in his and day. And they introduced me to uh, the Columbia Gardens. I thought that was the un- oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. So you got to take that in oh. the last few years of it. Huh? Yep. I tell you, I thought that was like Disneyland. It was amazing. I had an amazing summer in Butte. Let me tell you, <laughs> it was a good and time. I never left. So I've Did, been here 53 years now. Was that, it was a mansion haunted. It was, it was featured on that show. I saw that. I, yeah. I did not know that. And, that, and of course, you know, I help out the Dumas and the cabbage patch. We do a lot of stuff there. I watched that and I, I said, you know, I stayed in that thing for the whole summer, but thank God I didn't know anything about it. I yeah. didn't have any experiences, yeah. but I'm too, I was just an 18 at the time. Yeah. I wasn't roaming around. Yeah. I th- well, I think those guys are full of it, but <laughs> myself. they put it together pretty yeah, good it was, though. It was entertaining. That's for sure. Well, you know, I do that. I go take some people on the Dumas and the, uh, cabbage patch and, Wow, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not sensitive to any spirits or anything, but I sure have people with me, and some of the things I've seen, I just, I get it. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm missing something somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm missing that too. I don't, oh. I don't ever 
go with that at all. Yeah, and I'm not worried about it either. No, but, it doesn't be. You know, but it is interesting. Although, it really is. Although I don't know, after watching that, I don't think I want to sleep overnight in the Dumas. So. <laughs> no, I, the Dumas has never bothered me. I'm in there a lot, but okay. but uh, like you said, I mean, I jeez, I got, I had a lady that one time just broke down she's crying but she's giving me dates and names and everything's matching up i'm going holy cow <laughs> no, this yeah. is a little scary here. <laughs> so you, you were recruited by tom lester i had him for sociology with the year i went to tech and, okay. and it, he ended every class with a punchline and every class was uh it was like a stand-up routine and it was it was so good i i'd kill to be able to go back and take that class again with tom it was so much fun but he told the story where one, he was telling the story of uh, a fight, and he was talking about crowd control. He says, if you can control the bench in like a fight, you know, you can control what happens. You know, you got to not worry about the two guys in it so much as the other crowd. And he said there was a fight going on in the tech game, and he turns around and he jumps up and uh, he tells his players, anyone leaves the bench and you're off the team. You know, and he thinks, and they all sat down. And, every, and he thought, oh, he turns around, oh, I, I solved the problem. And then he says, I turn around just in time to see my assistant coach, and he, show, he acts like he's throwing a punch. And he says, all right, have a good weekend. And, he, you know, that was how he ended the story. But there was a big fight. Was, were you involved? Was that around when no. you played? Do you remember hearing about that? No, I didn't. No, I, I really like Tom Lester, and he recruited me. That's why I went to Tech, but I never played for him. Okay. Yeah, but he was a fantastic man. Yeah, you never got to play for and him. And as I would find out later, a phenomenal athlete in his own rights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he had that Telly Savali look going for him, too. Yeah, he was a great guy. No, yeah. I, Tech had some great people up there, I have to tell you. You know, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and did you ever play in that old gym? That y yes, I did. It was kind of like the KC almost, year. like wasn't it? Bigger version of the KC. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. You, uh, we, I remember we played Northern up there. We only played one or two games there. Other, other than that, we played in the Civic Center. Right. But I know you would always funnel the the opposition into that corner because that running track was up yeah. there. Yeah, you're right. That was a that was an interesting gym. You That's couldn't shoot from the corner. No, not Pretty dead, not in the dead corner. Now it's kind of funny. <clears throat> a funny story, but uh, see, I grew up in Belt, but my family was from the Peerless Scobie area, okay. and uh, Northern Montana had a Morrison brothers playing. They were from Scobie, and I knew them well. So they were a senior and a sophomore when I was a freshman. But John always, John was the older one. He was six six, but he would always stop down and see me afterwards because he moved to Spokane, and I would. I remember Rick Goodman, a uh, kid I played with, grew up with in Belt, said to me that uh, one day, he said, boy, John's boy sure having a good year, isn't he? And I'm thinking, well, who is John's boy? Well, yeah. it was Adam Morrison that played at Gonzaga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought, oh, boy. Talk about small world sometimes. Yeah, but, he was a superstar. But, yeah, he was. He was. And he played with the Lakers. But uh, his dad, they were all from Scobie. Isn't that, Isn't that crazy? Oh, it is. Yeah, you know, that Eastern Montana can be a hotbed for basketball. They've had some great yeah. players come out of there. Well, and you said your friend wrote the book about oh, good KC yeah. or yeah. Class C basketball. KC. Yeah. Someone should write a book on KC basketball, yeah. there, but Class C basketball. 
You know, you That's, speak about the KC. I never, I, I never stepped in the KC gym until I was probably at least forty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, never, oh, I never, never went in there. Played one, dinked around one time in there. I think I was probably forty-five. Really? Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat, though. You know, yeah. so pretty small, though. But. Yeah. You ever played? You never played in the league then up there? No. No, because our leagues were always in the Civic Center when I played. Yeah, believe it or not, Bob Rowling's ran everything. So we yeah, they had to... some pretty nice men's leagues back oh, in yeah, those days. They and... did. They had some good men's leagues. Yeah, and that's where a lot of the guys, uh, the referees, young referees, would get your first games. You know, doing seventh, eighth grade, or or yeah. grade school, and then you'd work up, you do some men's league, men's league games, and maybe you'd get some sub varsity. Yeah, because Bob, games. yeah, and Bob kind of coordinated mm -hmm. everything. You know, he he really did yeah. a nice job, long time. Holy cow. Yeah. Jeez. And, and Belt, how far away is Belt from Great Falls? About 20 miles. And did you did you live in Belt and then go to school in Great Falls? No. No. You guys moved My to Great Falls? My dad moved in. He ended up teaching and coaching at CMR, uh, I think, for five years. Yeah. Was your dad a basketball player, too? Yeah, he played. He played in eastern Montana. And then, then he went back to... Uh, <clears throat> Sydney. He was the head coach at Sydney when my younger brother played. Yeah. And Sydney had some good teams. Of course, later on, they would have the phenomenal football teams. Yeah, they won like <laughs> every year, yeah. it seems like, late, yeah. mid-late 80s to yeah, early Kind of like Street and the wrestling program. At yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were, they were phenomenal. Of course, it's such a, such a long drive for anybody to get to Sydney to play them. So that's a, it's a good home field advantage when they could let, wrap up home field advantage for the playoffs. They were doing all right. Well, I remember... Two years in a row, they had to play it in the state tournament in Missoula. And my dad always asked the high school association if they could put him in the evening bracket because he said it was a shorter trip from them to go from Sydney to Denver than it was to come all the way across and go yeah. to Missoula because they'd have to leave on Tuesday and they had him play in the very first game of the tournament. Yeah. So he said that was really tough. <laughs> yeah, that is. I remember uh, doing, we did stories at the Standard when I think Scobie came down to play. Sheridan, and I was thinking it would have been a better trip for Butte from a faster trip from Butte to Seattle. Oh, in football. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Scobie's way up there. They're right yeah. in the corner. Yeah. It's hard to believe sometimes we're all one. We're in the same state. Well, I yeah, and I and you know, Peerless is about maybe ten miles from Scobie. Uh, uh, Peerless. Uh, I don't even know if they have ten kids in the school, but the one year Peerless and Scobie. Same district, same division, and they played one another in the state tournament in Montana State, if you can believe that. Wow. But that can happen in Class C. You get yeah. a couple of great teams. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of travel involved. That's I for know sure. It. Oh, yeah. That football playoffs is crazy. Yeah, and it's fun to watch the Class C basketball. I've always really liked that. And the C, when, when we get the state C tournament, that's the, big, the biggest show in town. Yeah, that it is. You know, it's the, I did a lot of the tournaments for years with the stats, but Boy, a lot of times you get some of the Indian schools are fun to watch, boy, yeah. that basketball. <laughs> I remember when we had Lame Deer and Heartbeat with, oh, with yeah. that Chavez playing, yeah. Mike Chavez. Yeah, I remember I remember Poplar and uh, Browning playing in the Civic Center. Man, yeah. that was big time. I mean, yeah. They were good teams. They love their basketball. Yeah. That's what makes Class C, B, and maybe to some extent A so exciting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you never – and well, the whole town – you make state tournament out of Class C. It oh. might be the first time since your grandpa played yeah, no that you're in there and the whole town comes. Yep. I remember right. it was the, oh, I can't think there was an Indian school, reservation school from uh, Box Elder. Oh, they, oh, yeah. They won, their boys won it a few years ago. Their 
at the Civic Center, and there was an older gentleman who was walking around with the program. He came over and he borrowed my pen to get some autographs, and he brought my pen back, and then he came and got it again. And I just, I said, "You keep the pen, you know, just get." It. But he was going around getting autographs from every player, like they were, like they were the Lakers, you know. <laughs> And, 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 and he had tears in his eyes. It, was, it meant so much. to. And he didn't know any of the kids. I talked to him. He didn't know any of the kids personally. He just, they played for his town. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think, then I, I think in the last two or three years, the Box Elder Girls won it, too. Yeah, they won it here a few Jeez. years later, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know they haunted Graham. I mean, they, they beat Belt or knocked Belt out, Belt out of the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and what is what a big jump for for Jeff come up from coaching Class C to coaching the Frontier Conference girls, and of course, first thing he does is he signs Brooke Badovinic, which which was a heck of a move yeah. for the program, and he's working he's working really hard over in uh, Washington now on a player. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, you know, he can't control this year's team. I no, mean, he kind of you know yeah. it's a fantastic jump for him, but. You know, at least he got he gets that year in. He kind of see what he's got to do now. If you yeah. watch Western, you know the the job that uh, I can't think of his name. Now. Oh, Lindsey Woolley. Yeah, he's did he does a, really a great job. Yeah, and they're, they're really tough. Carol, that lady at Carol, they're phenomenal. Yeah. But Sarah's, yeah, you know he Sarah's. he's he's a smart man. He's gonna see what happens. Well, look at Hyatt's. What was the first year he wins? What one game? Yeah, he called that year zero because he well, didn't he didn't even want to call it year one because he knew yeah he was starting over from scratch. Well, I know, and that's how it is, yeah. you know. So, you know, those guys will – I think he'll do a good job. He'll yeah. he'll know – he knows what he's got to go get now. Yeah. So he'll find them. And isn't it fun to, to watch that tech team? Of course, uh, we got the MVP there in Caleb Belich, which uh, is no surprise. That was an easy call there. But they what they lost last year, they lost Sindhu Diallo, who was one, probably oh, yeah. the most exciting player since, since Brian Vaughn's. Yep. They lose all these guys – they lose. I think they lost five super seniors, guys who you know had the COVID year, and they stayed an extra year, and they were, they win the Frontier Conference title first time in you know since the '90s. I didn't. I thought there had to be a drop off, but Adam Hyde said, "Oh, we're going to be good." He said, "We're going to be good next year," and they're every bit as good this year as they were last year. Well, you know. Yeah, the thing that I think so impressive is the, is their bench. I mean, they bring the. Yeah. The Blake kid in. Keely Bake, yeah. He's auto, you know, and then they bring the kid from Sydney in at center. Yeah, Bridger uh, uh, Chambers. Yeah. And then they even they bring the Loran kid in off the bench. Yeah. But you know what? Those, they not only come in, those kids come in and they score. Yeah. I mean, they, there's no drop off at all. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's toughest, impressive. Their it really toughest is. competition might be a scrimmage in, oh. in, in, uh, in the hyper up there practice. Yeah, and, and you know, they got the Williams kid is phenomenal shooting the ball. He's yeah. just been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're an interesting team. I, I hope they can make a deep run. <laughs> I yeah. really do. And then, and then they throw some dunks down and. Oh yeah, well that Eric, freshman is unbelievable. Yeah, the, that uh, Deacon's. Deacon's yeah. Yeah. Did you know his his? Uh, you remember Kevin Engeland? Yes, that's his uncle. I know. I talked to Kevin yeah. at uh, Mac uh, during a, a game over there in that Class C tournament. Now, Kevin was a star. <laughs> yeah, he was. He had a brother too. They were both really yeah. good. But Deacon's is amazing. Yeah, I, I'm he, just, he I, plays such good defense. Well, he's just a he's a heck of a leaper. He's a tough kid. He's yeah. left-handed too. And yeah. I, I always said lefties get away with murder. Same way with the D Dougie Larson Peoples. kid. Dougie Dougie. Peoples, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> and I wonder how where he's gonna go now. I just uh, I really he, hope Montana Tech, but uh, I'm, I'm hearing 
College of Idaho is the is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't care who you are. It's going to be tough to play at Tech next year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I can't see. Well, they don't have one senior on the roster. No, and they got the kid that transferred in from yeah. Carroll. Well, they tell me is a tremendous player. I, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, any any freshman coming up to Tech next well, year, they're going to be red shirt. Yeah, they're going to have to be. Yeah. I mean, you're talking. You got to be quick. You got to be strong. Yeah. I mean, the Bella kid. I mean, I know he's six seven, but he's strong. He could take it to the hole. Yeah. And, and he's getting. And he can shoot the threes. And he can shoot the three. And I know he gets a little moody, but they. Yeah. Get, but he's getting better. And I he's mean, got the mustache and the mullet going on <laughs> oh, too. <yeah. laughs> but that's okay. He's a he's a good player. Yeah. You know? So those kids. Uh, that, they're a fun team to watch. They really yeah. are. They seem to all bond together. Well, real his well. his dad's a guy that could have played on your team because he he would shoot. And if he wasn't hot, he would shoot until he got hot, and, and he he would get hot. His he, dad, I think, uh, it's Jeff. Jeff yeah. yeah, I think he played for Dessing, didn't he? Yeah, he played yeah. for Dessing back yeah. in the late nineties. Yeah, Dessing was a great coach. Yeah, and he was a good player too. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre healthcare. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406 494-7050 or visit our website at lonepeakpt.com to speak to an expert now. Are you looking for somewhere to watch your favorite teams play or just somewhere to meet your friends? Or are you looking for a place to hold your big celebration or cater your private event? Look no further than Metal's Sports Bar and Grill. They can do it all. With their 31 big screen televisions, you will not miss a second of action and a full menu of cooked to perfection favorites is sure to please. Try the vault burger, raise fingers, or one of Chef T's specialty items, or just enjoy a drink and some friendly company with Dave and the staff as you take in the action at Metal Sports Bar and Grill. Metal Sports Bar and Grill is located on the corner of Park and Main in historic Uptown Butte. Stop by today or check out their menu at metalsportsbarandgrill.com. Metal Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. 5518 Designs is your uptown Butte destination for all of your apparel and gift needs. 
5518 offers their own line of in-house designed and locally produced apparel celebrating what we love about Butte and our Montana lifestyle. You'll also find outdoor essentials such as Chaco sandals, Dakine backpacks and gear, and Kabu apparel and packs. Something for the whole family. Visit 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in the heart of historic Uptown Butte and online at shop5518.com. And your team, what'd you say, the average 92? We average just under 92 points a game. Yeah. And I, Goodman called me up the other day. He said, the most points we scored in a regular season game was 114 because we beat uh, Lewis and Clark 114 to 87. Yeah. I thought, Jeez, how'd we score that many? But then Eastern beat us. Eastern beat us 115 to 104. But then I was looking at the national tournament from 72 and i see eastern got beat in the quarterfinals 109 to 94 <laughs> so i'm thinking well geez nobody must have played much defense because there was no three-point shot <laughs> yeah, is, your, is that team in the butte it must be in the butte sports hall of fame right what's that the 20 and 14 no no did they the 20 they? and 18 the 20 no. and 18 no so, no we didn't win the conference oh, eastern oh you, eastern you saw, was loaded and we ended up third in the league because western was tough we split so the conference western. was pretty dang tough then oh, too great falls was tough yeah, it was a tough conference. Yeah. How do you think your your team would do? Say, if you could take a time machine and bring them up to play against today's teams? No, no. They, these kids play defense a lot. <laughs> They're pretty good. They're bigger. Yeah. I mean, look at that tech team. They got, you know, they start what five, four guys that are six, six to six, eight. Geez, yeah. they bring two or three more in i mean they're way bigger than we were yeah yeah and michael year he's a big player uh yeah he was a gatorade gatorade player uh in in idaho and then he went on a on a mission for his church for two years so he's he's older than your average uh, yeah yeah and i said i think it's his third year i met his dad nice guy you know and i don't he's not Again, they compliment themselves. So I wouldn't say he's a very a real physical player, but then they bring Larson in, and, and he's physical. He's as all physical. Hell, yeah. I see he was on the all defensive team too, first team. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. So they they can hit you a lot of different ways. I'll tell you. So they're they're going to be a. I think they're going to be a tough out. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to most about watching this? Is it just the Ordiggers or just all of it? Because we're getting we're getting some well, amazing teams coming to town for this. Well, you know who else is coming here? That Eastern Oregon, that Philip, yeah. uh, the R. Lee player, yeah, the R. Lee player, Manitere or whatever his name was. Yeah. He's going. He's playing at five o'clock. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. He's a senior. He would have played against Balak. Now Balak had to sit a year out. Yeah. But. Uh, I'm really interested to see how he's playing. He was phenomenal in that R. Lee. I mean, yeah. I remember the state tournament here in Butte. Holy cow! Yeah, those are two games. Uh, those you want to be there for all the games that that tournament, not oh, just not just yeah. the Tech ones. But no, no, that's well, there's not very many. Just the two the first night. Yeah, it's going to be exciting uh, to watch Tech play in such a big. It's the biggest biggest Tech game since Samson's last year when they had that. They hosted a tournament game. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, Dessing, uh, I remember Dessing beating Western down in, in Dillon, though, in a clutch last-second oh, shot. Almost a half-court shot there. Yeah, that was a phenomenal game because we took a bus down to watch that. But, yeah, and he, and he uh, Dessing was a great coach, too. But, uh, yeah, this will be a fun game. That, that I go back to uh, when uh, Kelvin was coaching against the Great Falls, the Argonauts. I remember yeah. the place is packed and Tech – hits the floor everybody's pumped up and you know the argonauts don't come out yeah. they don't come out and you know i thought boy <laughs> i don't know if this is gonna work but you know i 
I have to say, I think Steve Eggers was the coach at the Great Falls, and they walked out on the floor about 30 seconds before the tip time, and uh, it, it did, took the crowd out of the game. I mean, that really? crowd was fired up, ready to get after him. And, but yeah, then, where's the team? It didn't play? work though. Tech, uh, Tech beat them. Yeah, they beat them. <laughs> well, they always had good teams. Coach, yeah. I, I always had good teams up there at Great Falls. Of course, uh, Ray J. Johnson played for yeah, them. Yeah, Ray did, yeah. No, he did. They had some great coaches. They had some good players, yeah. They really did. Like yeah. I said, the Frontier, I wish Eastern would have stayed in the Frontier. They, they really should have. Yeah. Matter of fact, they, you know, the reason they never even played, they quit football, I think, after my sophomore year. Yeah. But they, you know, with all the football players in Billings, you would think Eastern's a no-brainer to have football. Of course, you'd almost think that about Great Falls, too. With, yeah, they both should with have With the it, Great yeah. Falls schools up there. Gee, me Christmas. Yeah, I wish they'd have it. So I'm looking at, I got this printout here of, this is what, uh, the Hall of Fame application bio that Pat Carney put together for you. Oh. And it's got, uh, yeah, you scored 36 points twice in a game in 73. And then uh, you led the nation to free throw shooting and... Uh, Here's what coach, you coached freshman team at Montana Tech in 74 and 75. Yeah, I did. That was your first coaching job? Yeah, that was with Batberg. Yeah, I, I helped him there. Yeah, uh, I was stuck on 36. I scored 36 in high school, and I scored 36 <laughs> three times at uh, uh, Tech. Yeah. I never got past 36. But in the Rocky, believe it or not, Against Rocky, I had 30 points in one half. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's without that shot, the three point shot yeah. or anything. So I don't know. But yeah, I was stuck at 36. Could never get Did past you shoot it. a lot of them at B three pointers? Oh, yeah. We shot a lot of deep shots. I could also we'd go inside. But yeah, we, we shot from the perimeter yeah. a lot. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then did, did you go to Western then after that to get the teaching certificate? I did. I got my teaching certificate down at Dillon. Uh, and then, uh, I actually I actually taught my teaching career, junior high coaching. I actually started at South Central. You remember the South Central uh -huh. days, but I South tell you, Central Tigers, I, right? I, no, South Central or North Central Tigers. Maybe. Yeah, not South. I can't remember. But um, when I was the eight, kids who were in my eighth grade class were Donnie Peoples and Brian Morris, John oh. Banovich. There was a really a, yeah. a nice group of you know. I, there was a Steitzer boy in there, and Odell. Yeah. Kevin, I think, but yeah, they were just a great, great bunch of kids. I really, yeah. Enjoyed. I was down. I was at South for three years, and then I got the opportunity to jump to Butte High, and my salary doubled or tripled. Yeah, probably at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how it all started. Yeah, and then of course, then you started coaching eighty. It says according to this, eighty eighty one, you were assistant girls coach, and then, and then eighty, 80 yeah, eighty eighty one, and eighty eight through eighty three, you were, you were coach of the boys assistant coach of the boys and then 82 through 89 you were the the girls head coach then i and got a great coaching job at the end yeah i was the golf coach at butte High. yeah and you're the golf coach <laughs> yeah from uh, i think mm. the last four years i i retired early with yeah. 25 because i i had i was 52 is it they were just changing everything so hey you either retire now and get the insurance, or you're going to have to work to your 62. I said, that's okay, I'm going. Yeah. I'll figure something else out. So, so that was your last job at Butte High, was your coach in golf? Go for coaching golf. You, you, you replaced the legend, Ed Yo. Ed, Ed, yeah, well, Ed was there a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 30 years. Yeah, you know, in that one year, I coached the, this is interesting, the freshman white team for Thatcher. Yeah. And I had a kid who was my uh, sixth player, for about the first 
five or six games that he ended up starting for me. That was uh, Casey Briggs. Oh, yeah. And then he would start at Butte High, and then he started at Montana Tech. So He was a great post player. The point being, it's good to have that get as many kids you can playing even at that freshman level he was yeah. a late bloomer but boy he yeah, he didn't really even play much varsity as a junior nobody ended up starting and did started, a heck of a he, job yeah, at, he carried him he was yeah a, he's the main reason they went to the championship yeah, game yep. in 04 and I, and I always say it's so funny he didn't couldn't, couldn't even start it on my white team to start with but then boy he really yeah came charging just, you, on you don't give up you just keep working hard right? yeah so he's a great testament to that yeah i hope he's doing well i'm like, sure he is yeah he played he played four years for the diggers oh yeah he got had a, a great good degree career. good for him yeah and the, the last item he has on this is 2001 inducted into the montana tech sports hall oh, of yeah. fame yeah and yeah. you know you look at his resume and it seems like a slam dunk for the Butte Sports Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I think the CMR part is probably <laughs> the part that, that hurts. Probably, uh, yeah. But, of course, you got... But I, I'm, I'm still tied to all the Butte guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, those, those four years at CMR are, are, is probably what people jump out to them. But, but you got to see your daughter going to the Butte Sports Hall yep. of Fame. Yeah, that was... That and I was imagine a, that was exciting. probably better than going oh, yeah. to yourself. That was crystal... Yeah, she was she was all state there for two years in a row, both basketball and golf. So yeah. that she was very deserving. She yeah, and she, she played had a the great golf career. at Tech when they yeah, first started. She, the golf she won program. the club championship down here. I I, I remember, uh, you know, when you played against Sheila and the girls, it could be a little intimidating. Uh, some players, yeah, <laughs> when you were only nineteen. But yeah. I think. Down there, she shot a seventy-five and a seventy-six. I, that's pretty good for a yeah. for a woman. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I wish she would have kept going. But maybe we'll get her back playing now that her uh, daughter's. I'm gonna try to lure her back into. Yeah. The and course. how old uh, Hattie now? She's about Hattie's nine. eight. Just okay. turned eight. She's okay. a Christmas baby. So she just turned yeah. eight. And of course, we all know Crystal. I've known Crystal for a long time now. Thirty. Oh yeah, years or more, more than thirty years. But and she's, I well, talked to her all the time at the Civic Center. She's her, there in the office. Give her a jab. Tell her we gotta get out there and start golfing now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But th- that had to be pretty cool seeing her going. I remember no, how excited was. you were. No, it was exciting. Yep. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, a lot and, of fun. But uh, well, Ted, I appreciate your time, and that was. Uh, I, I wish I could go back and watch that that team score 92 points a game oh, 1972 i don't know how they did it <laughs> yeah and this and, and winning like that so and uh of course and you've always followed tech so yeah and it's it's going to be fun i can't i can't wait for these two days of i know it. it'll be fun starting tuesday night so. and then so tuesday wednesday and then thursday yeah, we get the double a we got State the double a tournament so we'll get a lot of basketball oh, next week of course this, this will be this will be posted on monday but hopefully, uh, hopefully we're talking about the Bulldog. Couple teams for the Bulldogs oh, playing geez, there. I sure hope so. And then Central I, will be over in Bozeman. Yeah, and they're. I'm, I'm looking forward to their game against Lewistown. Yeah. Did you have you watched them play much? I no. I I I went to the one game. Uh, I just had. I've been watching Tech play, and I just ha- I, I'm embarrassed to say I just haven't watched much high school ball since the COVID. I really yeah. haven't. Uh, I watched the boys and girls both play. But, uh, you know, we'll yeah. see what happens. I guess I'll watch a lot of this. I don't think we had a state tournament last year here, did we? No, we didn't. We had the, we had the COVID. In the COVID year, yeah. it got and shut off. Because I yeah. had the hotel. I remember the Laola team was staying with me. All at the Miners Hotel. The, all the parents were and everything. Yeah. And they were going into the championship game, but then that – Saturday morning they shut her down so everyone headed yeah. home so yeah and speaking of that I got 
kudos to you for that. You invited me to that place to the speakeasy a million times, but I quit drinking back in 2007. You know, so I I never went to the I'd stay away from the bars as much. But I've done sure. some podcasts up there. I recorded them. Yeah, and that place is the coolest place I've oh, ever. Thank you, you. You go downstairs and you pick up the phone and you got to dial five on the rotary phone and the door opens up for you. Yeah, and that you know you don't own it anymore, but you you created all that yeah. and that's what you know Chucky. Well, was telling me all about how you, that was all your deal. That I'll tell you what, we had this crazy idea to do that down there, but I have to give credit to a lot of my former students. Because, yeah. you know, some of them did some neat work, but I always tell the story on the door. We used to use a remote control to open that door. Yeah. And the, we had a camera there, and the girl would be upstairs, and I had three of my nerds down there. I call them <laughs> fa- affectionately. Yeah. And, uh, the place is packed, and I can, I'm watching them on the monitor, and they're talking. When they go knock on the door once, and my little girl doesn't open it. Yeah. <laughs> they talk. They, they go knock twice. She doesn't open it. Then they go knock three times, and she opens it. Well, then they cornered me and asked me, yeah. how you doing that, blah, blah, blah. So, but to make a long story short, one of them says to me, I got a phone. I could, rig, I could hook that up for you and make it open on wow. I said let's do it so they like doing stuff these kids are smarter than we yeah. are anymore well, we, and the funny thing is is Chucky told me you know Chucky Rich yeah. is one of the new yeah. owners uh-huh. he, he says there's people they'll watch on video they pull out their cell phone and they press five. Oh yeah they have oh, no, no idea I've what a rotary phone yeah no idea what a rotary phone is no because uh, no nope. I've had some just stare at that phone and they don't have a clue <laughs> yeah uh, they don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> you know they they can pick the receiver up they don't know <laughs> you know but the, it's funny but <laughs> but that is the, and and i i you know they're they are our sponsor of the podcast yeah but i you know that's not why i talk about it. it's i talk about because it, it's one of the coolest things i i've been to. i i really like going down there it's it's a great place to re- i've recorded i think four podcasts down oh, there really now. oh good and that's good. Uh, it's a it's a lot of fun and and i think about you every time because oh, I, no. I know you invited me multiple times to come on down there and i i never did because well, i always avoided the drinking yeah, but i don't drink much either but <laughs> I, i'd have to go down there because everyone wanted to come down and try to buy you a drink or yeah. something but they wanted to just see the place so it, it was a lot of fun but it that's really cool was. and and that's something that you you guys did you know? yeah you know yeah. and preserve that in that hotel and that's that's a great that's well, a great part a great addition to uptown butte oh well, no it is thank you i know my son i have to give him credit here because he came up with the name 51 below because the national fur was located at 51 west park and that's in the fur vault which yeah. is 51 below yeah that's where the name came yeah. so again some people think well this must be because of the weather no <laughs> no <laughs> no it's great and it, it takes you back it feels like you're in a in a real speakeasy yeah. back in the day you no know? It's, it, it was a lot of fun it's cool well anyway thanks well thanks ted and i, I look forward I'll, maybe i'll maybe i'll find a seat next year at the basketball games this week i'll be sitting up high there <laughs> okay thanks <laughs> all bro. right thanks ted Proud to be from-